0: This is Marion Maniker. I spoke recently to Charlene Sierne and Judith Espinar of the Santa Fe International Folk Art Market, which begins on July eighth. This is the eighth year of the market, and Judith explained to me how they bested their first year
1: goals of twenty-five artists and three thousand attendees. The very beginning, we got a very a terrific um, opportunity when UNESCO said that they would send 11 of their gold international gold medal artists to the market, craft artists. Um, and then we leveraged that, and we were able to incorporate many other high-level craft organizations as well as include many of our stores in Santa Fe who brought artists to the market, sponsored artists to the market. So the first market, we had 75 artists, and I believe it was 17 countries, and instead of 3,000 people, and we're not sure about this because we were just mobbed, and um, so we're not sure how many people actually came, but we think it was somewhere between eight and 10,000 the very first year. And the momentum for the event absolutely grew exponentially. Charlene, last year you had 132 artists from 50 countries and over 22,000 people attending. How do you deal with the sheer size of this event?
0: This year we actually will have 125, but we do have more artists in those booths because some of them are shared booths. Um, and we did that purposely because we wanted to maintain a kind of intimacy. We had more applications. We had 400 people um, vying for a place uh, at the many, many of our customers, of our, our visitors who are often co- serious collectors, you know, really like th- that they know they are buying something directly from the person uh, who made it or the person representing the group who made it, because sometimes we have women's co-ops and things like that. Um, and that 90% of the sales um, go back home with the artist. So it is, it is very life-changing.
1: Life-changing because they've made so much money?
0: What, how much money we're talking about. In 18 and a half hours last year, the artists collectively sold $2.1 million, which is, you know, a lot of this kind of art because while there are, you know, expensive items, many, many items in the market are at the, you know, well, they start at $5 really, but in, you know, the 100 to $1,000 range. So, um, We have a lot of transactions, you know, a lot of uh, feeding frenzy going on actually with the collectors of this work. Um, But we do uh, every artist uh, we request uh, once they're accepted, they have to pay a relatively nominal booth fee. It's four hundred dollars if the artist will be present, eight hundred dollars if it's an organization and an artist won't be present. And they also have to pay their own shipping costs. Those two things, no matter. Whether they're it's their first-year artist on financial assistance or an experienced artist, um, we do um, require them to pay, and that's because we regard them as micro entrepreneurs. Many of them don't see themselves even in this light of being business people, but we provide them with um, business training and skill building um, before the market. Uh, we teach them about customer service and you know how to make your booth you know appealing and 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 um, how to think even about your money that you're going to be taking in. Because, you know, as you can imagine, it's uh, 38% of our artists come from countries where the uh, average income is less than $3 a day, which is um, commonly regarded as you know, true poverty. So for them to go home with close to $14,000 know, at the end of the weekend is uh, you know just an enormous, enormous boost for their communities and for themselves.
1: I know you offer assistance to artists who come for the first time. But given the numbers, competition must be pretty fierce to come back a second time.
0: You know, we, you know, we usually have about 50% turnover, and you know, partly that's because some artists uh, succeed more than others, and, and perhaps it's not viable for them to assume the cost of the expenses. But the vast majority do reapply. It, it is entirely up to this independent um, artist selection committee, which is a group of kind of blue ribbon academics that review all of these um, 400 applications for quality and that sort of thing that determines who will be in the market. This year, it turns out, 60% of the artists in the market um, have will be um, – were not here last year. A few of those are returning, but most of them are new. But I think you know one of the things that we delight in seeing is that uh, many of the artists uh, make contacts at the market with buyers of all sorts. I mean, last year, an international team was here from Yves Saint Laurent, and they you know, they spent quite a lot of money at the market, buying samples and even making commissions to some of these groups. Um, then we are also collaborating this year with the Dallas Market Center uh, in late June at the gift show. There will be a pavilion for our sort of most market-ready artists—the people who really can handle um, a global market and can write wholesale orders. So you know. Uh, I think it's 20 groups are going, 18 groups are going to Dallas to see how they fare, you know, in a in a true marketplace setting.
1: We're um, doing a number of pilot programs in that area, and this year we did have a pop-up shop at Christmas time, which was quite successful. Um, and we are looking at expansion in several different ways, so that the artists that that, that don't that, that for example, if we want to, if we have two artists in the same category with equal kind of um, quality, then one can go to one market and one can go to the other. So we are looking for expanded opportunities. And all- I'm an enterprise
0: committee now. That's part of our organization. So we're looking at what are the, um, you know, things that could provide us with more earned income. Because to put on an international, you know, cultural event of this magnitude is expensive. So we're um, a nonprofit. That's really important, I think, for people to realize that we're a non-profit market, which <laughs> kind of is difficult sometimes for people to comprehend. But, you know, our mission is to create economic and cultural sustainability for these folk artists globally.
1: But sustainability would mean creating markets beyond just Santa Fe once a year.
0: Fortune fortunate to get a very large Kellogg grant in our third year of operation. And part of that was an internship program for um, four interns from Southern Africa, and one of them uh, went back, and now there's this thing called the Mapumalanga Traditional Arts Market, which has become, it's out right near Kruger National Park, and it's in its be in its third year this year. So, so it is kind of a spreading movement. Sometimes we like to joke it's almost like a religion. Well, it sounds like you made a lot of converts. Judy, Charlene, thank you for taking the time with me. Thank you
1: so much.
0: Take care.